What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bottom Sprocket. And today, we've got kind of an interesting one that's sort of been rattling around in my brain lately. And that is, do reviews for motorcycles actually matter? Get out of here with this one. I mean, this is one of the big tent poles of my YouTube economy. <laughs> so it's kind of going to be a little bit funny for me to say, no, they don't. And we'll explain that all in a little bit. But essentially, everybody out there makes reviews on motorcycles. But at the end of the day, you see a bunch of people in the comments who are like, oh, this review doesn't matter for XYZ reason, or uh, you know, I'm still having really a lot of fun with this bike, even though this guy says it sucks. So I figure there's a lot to talk about here, and we can sort of find and divine the purpose of a YouTube review. I feel like we're gonna open up a portal I feel like you're, you're Pandora's box topics of podcasting, which I enjoy, but I'm a little worried that we're going to walk away from this conversation being slightly uh, disheveled a little bit, that maybe a little depressed. That maybe we're kicking the beehive, too, and pissing off everybody online. Right, and maybe, maybe our audience, too, because we have a lot of experience in what goes on in the back end of motorcycle reviews, how they get made, how different people make them, how we make them or you make them. Yep. Um, and the audience doesn't usually get to see that or hear that. They just get the review. So let's dive on in. But first, let's roll the intro. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta reget the intro clip again from the guy. He's gonna be mad because I why? Because I, I forgot to download it last time. I just got busy. I don't think he's gonna be mad. Yeah, he uses he uses something that's not Google Drive, and it's annoying. But that's besides the point. Today we're talking about these YouTube reviews, and I think one of the coolest places for us to start, or one of the most interesting, is to talk about reviews surrounding a motorcycle we purchased. And I'll give you my example first. My first motorcycle was a Harley Street 750. My, I remember very clearly watching the Scout 60 review and the Street 750 review from Lemmy on Revzilla. Very, very clearly I have images of re-watching over and over these two reviews because those were the two motorcycles that I was interested in buying and I didn't know anything and I ended up getting the street 750 not necessarily because of the review but because a I knew it because it came up as a suggested video after watching the scout 60 review and then I got denied on my loan for a zero percent on a scout 60 so I was like okay I can't afford the scout 60 what's the next bike that I liked oh it was the street 750 Lemmy said that was a good bike too. I'm gonna go grab that thing. So, do you either and, of you and guys Harley have Davidson was able to finance you? like that? Josh, you so go. you said Harley Davidson was able to finance you when Indian couldn't? Go figure. Yeah, no, Harley is really good at financing people. Uh, and honestly, it was my credit wasn't bad. It was a 748. I needed yeah. a 750 to get approved for the zero percent for the life of the loan. So they denied no, no, me over no, two no, no. points on my credit score. If you ever lived in Baltimore, you dealt with this shit too. You'll get a utility bill that says, because your credit score, no joke, this was mine. <laughs> because your credit score isn't above 805, you have to like get plugged into this different utility program because it's just generating whatever your credit score is. 
It just made it up? It just made it up. It says, no, we can't approve you for that loan because you're two points below. What? Yeah, because I, I saw it on the sheet and I was like, guys, it's two points. And they're like, well, our hands are tied. We can't no, do it. No, that's a scam. Yeah. That's BG&E. Shout out BG&E in Baltimore. Like, they, they're going <laughs> to put whatever your credit score is. Mine at the time was 805 or whatever. They're like, since it's only 805, you have to go into this derogatory program. And 805, 850 is the best you can get, right? Yeah. That's so how you- we knew. We framed it. We framed the letter because it was so fucking obvious that it was like <laughs> just a joke yeah it was it definitely made me feel bad about myself for a few minutes and then i got harley and as josh said Har- harley <laughs> davidson they'll finance you if you got a pulse that's what they can do absolutely <laughs> that's the beauty of them owning eagle mark savings bank they have their own financing team so yeah. definitely a benefit uh but yeah do you have any review because i remember back in the day remember let me know if this is correct, but you got an SV650 because of videos that Yammy and I made over on the Yammy Noob channel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I went to one of those videos and I just grabbed the two S-tier bikes. I think it was MT-07 and SV650 for a beginner. Um, and, I'll, and like the 390, RC390 or something like that. But I didn't want like a sport bike, super sport. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I was like, okay, well, it's going to be one of those two. And I poured through reviews of both of them. Um, and then decided on the SV650. There, it'd been out longer. There were a lot more used options to buy for $1,500 or $2,000 or whatever I had than the MT-07. And uh, yeah, I think I watched, oh man. I mean, when you look at SV650, there's so many. And they did the MT-07 versus uh, SV650 review on, is it Common Shred or it was it was a Zachary video? I, I just don't exactly remember what they were. Exactly which video you're talking about? It was right after the the third gen came back after the Gladius, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. And one's wearing blue and one's wearing red. Mm-hmm. And yep. it, like when you look for like first generation SV650, there are not a lot of reviews because they changed in like 2003. So not a lot of people were making reviews at that point. And not and so if you find a review of one, it's pretty homegrown. Somebody who bought one 20 years later yeah, and then decided to make, make their own yep. GoPro review. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I was sold on it. I was like, I love the sound. I love the look of it. And I can see a handful of them on Craigslist that I can afford. So that's I'm all I need. I'm about to blow your guys' mind. I'm, I, I, can I guess? <laughs> can I guess? Please. You got your first motorcycle which was the cb60 cb160 because it looked cool yes and you didn't look at it online at all i had no idea that people were making reviews about motorcycles until yam came to my house and rented my xsr 900 really i put it on the tv because it was like why does this guy have this many followers on instagram why is he saying he's gonna make a video with my bike i was so confused. I was like, who is? I was like a little nervous. <laughs> and I like pull up this stuff and I stood there like a caveman watching. I was like, people talk about bikes and then they put it on YouTube. Because when you do come from, you know, at the time, retro aesthetic mm-hmm. motorcycle planet, you're like, what the fuck is YouTube? You're like, I don't even, you know, you're barely on that as it is. Right. Whereas yeah. you guys are like making calculated decisions and research before you make a big purchase where I'm like, ooh, does it give me a boner? Okay, great. <laughs> That's what I'm going to buy. Um, 
But it blew my fucking mind. I had no idea that people talked about fucking bikes and put it on a platform. It just for like, other people to watch somebody what? talk about bikes. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I was yeah. My whole life was flipped upside down because of that. That that is so just apropos. And I think the the follow up question then is. Have you ever looked at a review for no. any of your motorcycles? No. Not one. Absolutely not. Not even for validation what? after the fact? Like you buy no. your motorcycle and then you're like, I want to see what other people think about this. 100% don't care. Shout out Resident Maverick because I have asked this. I was like, man, there are no ladies on YouTube watching mm-hmm. YouTube. And I was like, okay, Discord members, why don't your wives watch YouTube? They're like, because it's fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, and they were and resident maverick was like i think guys put on youtube stuff for entertainment like we want to watch motorcycle content not a lot of women are going to be like oh this is this is engaging and riveting and entertaining and like it's not tickling their brains the same way hmm totally fair <clears throat> what about you, Josh? Did, have you like looked? At, do you still look at reviews? Like for uh, the GSX-8S, did you look at a bunch of reviews when that bike first came out, or did you just like fuck it? I'm gonna buy it. No, absolutely, I did. Um, I watched every single one that was on the internet. I think <laughs> uh, in languages that I understood, <laughs> and then a couple that I didn't. Um, but like, I pre-ordered that bike, so I had a long waiting period where. I was itching to get my motorcycle and all I could do is watch reviews. Basically. Mm, um, I don't think it influenced my decision <laughs> to order the bike really. Um, but I also had the luxury of knowing that it would show up. I would get to ride it and then I could decide if I actually wanted to buy it or not. Um, but yeah, no, I watched all of them and most of them were just from the launch. Like, mm. uh, I think people went to, it wasn't Japan. I don't know where they, think where they did, took a they bunch of drones to. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but yeah, I watched pretty much everybody, uh, all the journalists at least, who went who went out and wrote it at the launch. Um, I watched all of them. So I, when it came to the Grizo, there is very, very little content on YouTube about the Moto Guzzi Grizo. And you which, saw your opportunity. That's part of the reason why I picked it up is because there's a giant vacuum of Grizo content. So if I make any Grizo content, I own it. And anybody who's looking for this weird bike that nobody's going to look for, they'll find, your they'll find me. Yes. Um, but I definitely looked for reviews on it because I was like, okay, this is, this is a motorcycle that I have definitely considered, if it comes up, wanting to buy. Because it's... Um, BVR19. It, it's, it's a BVR19 <laughs> with with a V twin instead of a, a boxer. Um, looks cool, sounds cool, uh, and then I wanted to kind of know what I was getting into. Bef- Usually, I don't look at reviews for bikes that I'm going to myself review because I don't want to get a like colored impression. I want to go in You're cold. You're a purist. Kinda, yeah. yeah. I, I like to I like to see things through my own eyes, and not have it colored by previous experience. But with the Grizo, I really wanted to know if there was anything people mentioned for me to look out for while I was riding it. Right. Like if yeah. somebody had a problem on their Grizo, and I ride this one because I'm thinking about buying it, does it feel like it may have that problem? Right. You know. 
so in that sense, I was using it very analytically. But I also, uh, I will watch reviews for bikes I don't have any interest in. Which is weird. Like, you know, Zach, Zach will this. make a daily rider on a Versus 650. And I'll just put it on in the background and listen to him. That's what Resident Maverick was talking about. Like, it's, yeah. it's a soothing lullaby to you. But I, uh, part, part of me for me is also research because Zach Quartz is the guy who I look at as like, if anybody is my YouTube idol, it's Zach Quartz. So I watch him mostly for like tips and tricks because I can see what he does and then steal some of it, mm-hmm. you know. But I also yeah. just like hearing him talk because he's uh, he's really funny and he's got a great sense of humor and he's wicked smart and he's a great writer. I kind of only watch videos of things that I am interested in. Like yeah. I won't watch a review <laughs> yeah. video. Like I'm the opposite from you. I won't watch, but I'm interested in a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes maybe if it's not even just like a, a motorcycle review, I'll watch it if I'm interested in the bike. Like just now, um, yesterday actually, I picked up a CRF 230 f or something like that uh for my dad my dad is getting into riding motorcycles and wanted a dirt bike and so i was yeah and i don't i i know what trail bikes are he doesn't want uh um a track suitable like competition 250 or 450 he wanted something a lot more mellow um and so we got this bike but I, i wanted to see like all of the different um all of the different trail bikes and how people were reviewing them and uh i'll totally watch that stuff i'll also watch like trail reviews or like uh people riding like uh touring in different areas because i want to get inspiration for that but it still is something that i'm hyper interested in and want to to kind of attain for myself and i've done that with things other than motorcycles before i became like into motorcycles i did it with like smoking meats you know or uh interest in firearms or or things like that like uh i just default to youtube is you can consume so much information kind of effortlessly so let me let me ask you guys this what is and this is going to be interesting to hear whitney's take on this because i kind of think i know what josh is going to say what makes for your ideal review if you're going to look at a review and uh is it is it somebody riding the bike is it somebody sitting next to it talking about the specs do you want the experience of riding it do you want the sound do you just like i know people make those exhaust clips where it's you know just a bunch of fire emojis and raw exhaust via uh, bmw s1000 double r full acra and that's their review of them like going through some twisty road in Germany with just the loud exhaust sound just to kind of yeah. get the experience and get people excited for the sound of riding the bike. Or do you want the like super analytical thing or do you just not care? I am in camp. Do not give a fuck about <laughs> what anybody says because it, I don't know why you're making me look at myself now. And now I'm confused about my own existence, but like, Riding a bike is so much... I always come back to the fucking Honda Hornet and the RS. (laughs) Somebody brought that up again. They're like, well, you need to talk about why you don't want to ride the Z900. And I was like, stop with the Z900 RS shit. I hate that bike. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's soulless and hollow and empty and it's fine. Like, it, but it's nothing I would spend my money on. But if you well, watch this video of shaking its Z900RS titties everywhere, but then you got on it, you would be so bummed. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just don't want to hear or are see you, it. Are you bummed about that bike in the context of the R9 or of the 919? No, I'm bummed about that bike existing. Like, because I've ridden way more fun bikes in that in that <laughs> engine. I size. think it's so fun. I I love that bike. It's fast. <laughs> it, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Right. It is just motorcycle, and it's fast. It's fast motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Is it's it fast? Heavy. Long wheelbase. Yeah, it's quick. Heck yeah. It's no it's no quicker or slower, I think, than the Hornet. I've never ridden one, so true. You, did you never ride the Hornet back in the old Yamanoob days? Nope. Dude, that bike rips. We gotta get next time you're down here in Austin, you gotta get on my Hornet. I'd love to. Yeah. But I I, <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't maybe that's showing my gender. It's like I don't I'm like, I just I see it. Mm hmm Let's take it for a test ride. What somebody else thinks about it, I don't know. Interesting. What 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 do you try to get out of reviews, Josh? When you when you're looking for it, what's what makes it a good review? So I think my peak expectation for a review is not necessarily realistic, and it's definitely not out there for most bikes. But when I think of like the best review I've watched, I think of Fort Nine's Tenere Seven Hundred review. Mm, um, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I mean, it's technical, there's great writing in it, there's great cinematography in it, there's like really unique points that I had never, would never even consider looking at the bike, like when he talks about the geometry of the swing arm and what, how that affects its performance as an adventure bike. Um, that's peak review for me. It's uh, very satisfying. But I don't think, I mean, that's like, we see how many Fortnite's able to get out and it's not, we, we don't have Top Gear going around for motorcycles, like making these incredible reviews for everything. Um, but I think below that, the, the standard that I, I hope for uh, is the Daily Rider. Like the Daily Rider is so satisfying. It's everything that I want about it. I get to look at the machine in the beginning. I get community feedback at the end and what questions most people and normies are asking. Um, and then I get Zach Quartz, who's like incredible on a motorcycle and an incredible presenter. So, uh, and it's, you know, you can film that in, in a few hours, right? That's, that's much more realistic for someone with talent to make. That's a good point. I like, if I'm going to sit down and watch something, I want it to be Fortnite. <laughs> you want yeah. you want to see what makes because that the point of that review, if I remember the title correctly, actually hold on, I'm gonna pull it up because I want I want to get this right. Pull it up. Yep. So the title was Tenere 700. Uh, is the Yamaha Tenere 700 Rally so special? That's the that's the one that you watched three years ago. Two point four. Fuck me. Two point four million views. <laughs> Good Ryan, goddamn it, share some with the class. Yeah. Um. So the whole point of that review was this is not just another middleweight adventure bike. This is special because it has a different countershaft sprocket arrangement. It has a different swing arm. It has a different chain setup. It has this, it has that. There's a lot of 
that technical detail that like, this is why this bike is different from the rest of the crowd. It had very little to do with the actual riding experience of the video or of the, yeah. of the bike. It had very little to do with the actual specs of the bike. You know, he mentioned it, but that wasn't the point. The point was not the riding. The point is, this is what makes this bike different, you know? And there is definitely something there that, but not every bike is different, you know? Exactly. Yep. Some bikes are just fun. motorcycle. It's a motorcycle. It's fun. Most of them are are getting that way. You know, yeah. especially when you ride the really fancy ones. You're like, yeah, they're all it's, excellent. That's a motorcycle. <laughs> that's what a motorcycle does. Your video is not going to perform very well if you title it, Does This Go Down the Road? Like, yeah. It's, like, people want to know what's great about something. And if it's not great, then, then we're grasping for straws. Yeah, then, then it's like, what's the point of making this video? Uh, Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah, so now we can talk about when we make our reviews, because we all have done review videos. Uh, I Again, they're basically the bread and butter of my channel. You do them occasionally, yeah. and then Josh, uh, you have have you done specific reviews for like GeForce or anything like that? Not for GeForce, no. Uh, I've done them at Yami Noob. I did a handful. But yeah, you, you definitely did some. I remember you did the Royal Enfield launch for the Scrams, yep. and then you did a couple of other bikes here and there. So the way I always structure my reviews is very much similar to Daily Rider because again, Zach Quartz is the guy I point to and I'm like, best in the business, how do I make his thing mine? So I have twisty roads, I have highways, and then I have a wrap up, each one separate vlogs, each one separated by specs and my pros and cons, and then I do a Discord Q&A. So I try to bring in all the elements but mix it up and do it a little bit different. So you're seeing more of just the bike. You're seeing, you're actually getting the specs delivered at you. You're getting some raw riding experience and you're getting all of this stuff. And I cram that all into try, I try to get it around 25 minutes. I pity Joe, great egret, the editor, uh, who is going to be doing the Super Duke review. Joe, if you were watching, Sorry, there's a lot of video in that one to get edited down. I know you know that pain. Oh, God. <laughs> so Whitney used to edit some of those for me. I was like, cool, it's only 40 gigs. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> God, what an asshole. <laughs> but then I also will, when I don't do the big day in the saddles, I also am like, I just want to go ride this bike. Why is it cool? And I did that with the uh, I did that with the Moto Guzzi California. It was this weird cruiser that doesn't exist anymore. And my angle was this should still exist, and here's why. And that's kind of with much less production quality and much less planning and writing the kind of Fortnite idea. So I try to do a bit of both at my very basement level. It's just one dude with a camera, you know what I mean? Not, not an entire production team. And I really like that style because I give everybody the content that I would want to watch in a review. But, I want to see writing, I want to see specs, and then... But does it matter? 
Does it matter? But does it matter? I honestly think I have structured my reviews for people who just want to watch a motorcycle video. Somebody who just wants to watch a motorcycle video. They're not necessarily interested in watching the Super Duke R review. I think people are coming to that review to hear what I think about that. And the point of the video is not the Super Duke R. The point of the video is what does Spite think of the Super Duke R? You know what I mean? Right. And so I it's think like, that's... it's a, it's a, it's the Ouroboros is eating its tail here. You know, it's, it's less the review and more the reviewer's review. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I think if we just have one review of a bike, like we say, say no one wanted to make reviews because Zach Quartz was doing such a good job and they're like, it doesn't need to be done. Like then it's not really worth it. But like if we have a bunch of people all doing the same thing and giving their opinion when everyone has different experiences on a motorcycle, different opinions of what they should be and how they feel, then you can find creators who likely are going to like things that you like. Uh, and then it becomes super valuable to you because then if you if you follow them, then you can get a much um, more accurate sense of what that bike's going to feel like when you ride it. Whereas like some creators will make them just for entertainment purposes, for like views and clicks, and it might be inflammatory. Um, and that's detrimental, I think. That's a lot worse to motorcycle reviewing than someone just going up there and being like, this is the type of rider I am, and this is my opinion on this motorcycle, and this is what it makes me feel. And that's not going to be like the wholesale opinion for every single person. But like that, that's totally okay, because in my opinion, it doesn't matter how well-reviewed a bike is. It matters how much you enjoy it, right? I, I think right. that's that's probably where we're going with this is that they matter. Uh, reviews matter if it kind of helps you understand what your experience is going to be on that bike. But what ultimately matters is not how well reviewed a bike is, but how much it excites you and how much fun you have riding it until it breaks down and you have to take it to a dealership. Then, then you should know that before you buy it. <laughs> you dumb, dumb. But you don't, you don't even care if the motorcycle is going to break down and you have to it's take it to the dealership. It's not going to break down. It's 2023. <laughs> It'll break down 12 years from now, maybe. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, KTMs honestly, are kind of bad. <laughs> I get so much heat whenever I talk about and review uh, CF Motos or Moto Marinis or any of the like Chinese bikes. And people are like, oh, they're, it's Chineseium, terrible quality, the reliability is garbage. Like guys, no, it's not. The so to give you an idea, my Hawk 250 is sitting out in the garage, and it has had its problems. But the problems are not to do with the motor, because it's the Honda clone of the CG, and the CG is perhaps the most reliable motor ever made. Um, Air cooled single cylinder push rod motor with a single cam. It does not get any simpler. And every single problem I have had with that motorcycle has nothing to do with the motor. It's the electrical components or it's the crash that it had because it suffered a crash, which bent the forks and broke a bunch of stuff. That's where the issues arise, not with the bike actually is going to break down. You know what I mean? 
I think there's been more issues with the Pan America than there have been any CF Moto bikes. Ooh, shots fired. It's true though. It is. The reliability aspect of a motorcycle is something I don't think anybody can actually really get in a review unless they've had it for a year and a half. And that's, I think, one of the biggest flaws with reviews on YouTube is they're one person's day with the motorcycle. And that's, I think, why I chose the title Day in the Saddle. I'm just riding this for a day. I don't experience it for a month. I don't experience it for a year. If the bike breaks down during the day, then there's something perhaps deeply wrong, but it's more that issue is going to be more linked to that motorcycle versus the entire line of, say, Super Duke R's. If that bike, if that Super Duke I rode had exploded, not every Super Duke is going to explode. It's just going to be that one had a problem, you know? And you're never going to get that aspect out of it. And I know some people crave it because they, they're looking at motorcycles very differently than we do because we look at motorcycles as you know, two-wheeled therapy sessions and fun experiences and, and toys and business stuff. But a lot of people are like, this is going to be my vehicle for years, you know? And we can't, we can't speak to that reliability. And so I see it all the time in my comments. Reliability, reliability, reliability. And to your point, it's 2023. Every motorcycle is reliable. Yeah, and if you just bought something and it's not working, then it's you can just bring it back. I mean, yeah. you're not you're not gonna be thrown out on your ass. Like, warrant warranties are actually really good now. And yeah, dealerships, de dealer networks really are not an issue unless you're dealing with something that's a really complicated motorcycle, like maybe an MV Agusta. But you know. My Gucci needs its valves adjusted every 7,500 miles. Are no. you going to do that? Yeah. I'm just wow. going to pop the heads off and take a look. It's right there. It's push rods. It's right there. As long as they're like the little like nut style valves, you know, you know, the like valve tappets that have the nut adjusters. Easy peasy. I was about I to do say every 7,500 miles. I'm like, you're not bringing that in. That's, no. that's too much. So... <laughs> Let's let's bring this back to macro. We're getting into the thirty-second minute here. Do reviews matter? What do you think? In terms of global climate and world peace, they don't matter. But in just in our realm, I think there's a lot of people who want to watch motorcycle content. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that they existed until now, and. And I didn't know that people gave a shit about what I thought, but, you know, I could see the, the entertainment value in that. So, yeah, I think they matter. Do you like making them? Yeah. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I think they matter. I think um, to the audience they matter. For people who, who get a lot out of them, to the manufacturers, they definitely matter a lot as far as marketing purposes and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um Oh, yeah, man, there's I, a I whole definitely egg we could talk about there. The relevance yeah. of reviews to a manufacturer. Holy cow. Absolutely. They're watching, man. They are they watching. They are they watch you and you're like, 
Ooh, oops. Okay. And some brands, <laughs> you don't cross them. Ducati will cut you off if you don't play nice with their bikes. You, Ducati will Ducati will leave you like a soggy biscotti on the side of the road, man. They do not give a fuck. If you, it's like crossing the mouse. If you fuck with Disney, D- Disney will burn you at the stake. If if you fuck with Ducati, Ducati will burn you at an Italian stake. They <laughs> they 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 they're not. Uh, they do not play. Yeah, but other brands are very like warm and accepting, like Royal Enfield or Harley Davidson. I think both of those brands are pretty like pretty open to a wide perspective of opinions on their machines. They look for fairness and uh, those types of you know they're not going to fault you for having an opinion, um, but they just want you to be kind of fair. I think that's actually really cool to point out because I was talking with. Uh, one of the guys at Harley Davidson when I was at the low rider, no street glide road glide ST launches in, uh, Indy and Arizona. (laughs) And we, uh, at Indy motorsports ranch, I was talking with this guy. We were driving back after having a couple of drinks. I talked to Brad Richards. Who's one of the, uh, I forget his actual title, but he's very high. Whenever you see one of those Harley Davidson, big productions that they put out twice a year or whatever, Brad Richards is in it. He's one of those guys. And he was at the launch and I was talking to him and I didn't realize who he was at the time. But later in that night, after having a couple of beers, I was talking to my guy and I was like, hey, so I enjoyed this, this motorcycle. This bike is awesome. I like it. But what if I didn't? What if I had, what if I had big problems with it? Or I didn't enjoy my time on this bike. It's like, that's fine. As long as your review, when you make it, is it says that you didn't like it for, oh, it felt just like any other road glide because it's, it's the same seating position. It's the same fairings. But it handled better because it's got better suspension. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we're dealing with here. It's a bigger motor, which is fun. Better brakes, better suspension. And he was like, yeah, that's that's what the bike is. And he's like, if you don't think that that's enough to justify that motorcycle, that is a completely valid point. And they welcome that kind of thing. And that was really awesome to hear. And it also helped me contextualize what I talk about on a review, where I'm very clear, this is my opinion. I also talk about that in the news. We're going into speculation here. This is my opinion. We're getting away from the meat, and I'm just being like, this is what I would want, you know? Uh, I'm a little mad. I'm a little mad that Royal Enfield had their launch for the Super Meteor here in Texas, and we didn't get an invite. Do you have? Yes. I've talked to the Royal Enfield people. Why? Who got to go? I don't know. I don't know if they're doing a separate one for like Maybe motovlog this was just, people. Was it just journalists though? It might have been just journalists. I feel like sometimes they they'll separate just journalists from yeah. content creators. I'm hoping that we that I get one because oh, I really want to really cover it. It's such a cool bike, Royal Enfield. Why you do me dirty? Come on, man. Just yeah, let's talk about state. let's talk about who you who you who your contacts are because I know they changed their marketing director um, like a year ago. So gotcha. Um, 
yeah, the, the team has changed up a little bit, but um, I still have some contacts. Okay, Sweet. We'll get with Josh. Good to know. Yeah, I'll get, get with, with Josh. Josh. And, and then Royal Enfield, you won't have to make me sad anymore. Don't make him sad. <laughs> <laughs> but to kind of like round out my thoughts here, I think that the review matters, but I think the reviewer matters more than the review. I think that if, you, okay. if you're going to look at a review... It's more important to understand who is reviewing that bike and why. Um, Zach Quartz, we know, is an industry journalist riding forever. He did it professionally. He still does it professionally. Uh, and he looks at bikes very differently than someone like you or I or Josh would. We look at bikes very differently, and you are more interested in, does that bike give you a soul boner? And somebody's going to hear that in your review and goes like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's, does it, does, it, does it make you feel things inside? Does it warm your soul? I will have a cult following of only people who get it. Yeah. And <laughs> not, honestly, not that, that sounds like, like awesome. Having yeah. just a tiny cult following that, that just absolutely gets and watches whatever you do is really cool. But I, I, like, I will look at a motorcycle for, is it fun, and does it make How sense? How many motorcycles have you ridden that aren't fun? Versus 650. I know one, right? I mean, anything with that Kawasaki motor, which is going to be a little bit rough when the Moto Marini's come out. I like the way you out. say Kawasaki. Kawasaki motor! Kawasaki. You going to ride that new hybrid? What? Yes! Oh my god, yes! I want to ride the hybrid so bad. Yeah, but, it looks very cool. Um... Generally, I'm I'm looking for is it fun? Does it does it make me? Do I enjoy my time on it? And does it make sense for what the price is? You know, do the specs match the price? Sometimes I look at the price and I'm like, that's a lot of cash for what you're getting. And sometimes I look at it and I'm like, this is a screaming deal. MT uh, ten comes to mind. You're getting. A thousand cc, hundred and sixty horsepower, tons of technology. Now it's fourteen thousand. Ooh, I've been meaning to ask you this: Would you buy an MT10 or a ZH2? ZH2. If I could afford a ZH2, really? yeah. You'd well, the ZH2 is so much more money. That's the thing. You're eighteen, twenty grand for a ZH2, where you're what, 20, eleven, 20, twelve, thirteen. If you if if money was no object, ZH2. If I could only if I had to like if I'm paying for it, MT10. MT10. Okay. Because the ZH2 is just so much cooler of a motorcycle. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Dude, there's so a lot fun. of used ones. Yeah. Like... Whitney's going to get a ZH2 eventually. We've got a red one. You want a red one? You want How a red much? one? <laughs> I don't 18, know. 17? I'm, a, I'm not licensed by the state to talk about prices no. of vehicles. Is it on so. your website? I'll go look on your website. It's on the website, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you have to be licensed to talk about that stuff? Yeah. To talk about price, you have to be a licensed salesman. That's I dumb. mean, we'd be fine if I told you what the price of it is on my podcast, but like, I couldn't you know, broker a deal or anything. Whitney's Googling G-force. it right now. <laughs> I think it's about 17 right now. We have it, we have it marked down like two grand. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, what? Oh, I, I want a green one. I don't like the red You want a green one? <laughs> yeah, it's 17. The it's green and black. Is 23, though? Wait, is it new? It's new, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, brand new. 
So what, uh, what, what is the most important part of the review for you, Josh? The Whitney is like the, the soul boner aspect. Is it worth, yeah. Me, it's the, the reviewer. What, what's the most important part of it for you? Um, like the part where they just hold it wide open and then bang through years. <laughs> yes. The Josh like, That's dancing. basically what I want. If I can, can find a video squid? of that bike on an airstrip, just banging gears, then I'm happy. That's, that's the biggest like thing that I want. <laughs> Maybe I should start adding that to my day in the saddles, a, a quick can it squid section. Yeah, Chase, is, Chase has started doing it kind of. He does the 40 to 80 pull when he gets uh -huh. on the highway. And, you, you know, I, I love him, but it's not enough for me. <laughs> it's <laughs> not fast me. enough. I was about to say 40 to 80. That's what we do when we get on 290. That's, I mean, like, that's yes. not really anything. Chase, Chase is being a good boy. Chase, oh. Chase it's is a good boy. He, doesn't, like, he, he, he keeps it between the lines. He's, he's, and he also has a follow camera truck. So they gotta keep up yeah, he'll yeah. lose them so quickly. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, with that, guys, I think we are going to wrap <laughs> this one up. This was a pretty in-depth conversation about the state of reviews on YouTube and motorcycles. And let us know your thoughts down below. If you've made it this far, uh, let us know what you value in reviews and whether or not you watch them just for the entertainment value or you actually are looking for that specific review. Will you watch a review if it's just in your feed or will you only watch a review if it matters because you're, uh, because you're looking for that bike? How many of our viewers are like this in the Midwest from <laughs> October to March? I bet all of them. All of them. I bet you they're the whole... Cushion in everybody, every content creator's bank account is them being like, I just want to get on a bike. All the vicarious people looking to, looking to, like Josh is going to be in a few weeks when it starts snowing up there. He's putting those, I mean, it's, uh, it's coming, it's coming. I'm eyeing those snowmobiles a lot right now. Yeah. Can I come ride a timber sled? Yeah, we can set that up for sure. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Go ride a timber sled. That would be a ton of fun and very cold. If I go ride a timber sled, you all need to thank me for it because it's very cold and I don't do You're the cold anymore. You're from the Midwest. Not anymore. I'm from Texas now. Uh, so, yeah, let us know if reviews matter to you, whether or not that's something that you actually care about and what you would want to see us do with our reviews in the future. <laughs> Whitney's not going to change anything because she's like, you can't, you can't impose your own thought processes upon the Whitney universe. Got a good idea. I'm down to hear it, but for the most part, it's it. it for the is. most part, no. <laughs> what if you take this to Milan? I'm like, what do you? I make four dollars per video. What are you talking about? <laughs> that sounds like fun, but yeah, right. Uh, on that note, guys, we'll catch you in the next one. If you made it this far, click subscribe. You will you will continue to enjoy these videos, especially as we keep upping our production quality. We're almost, almost final with our setup. We're, well, final-ish in terms of making sure everything looks and sounds good. Then we're just going to try <laughs> to find a place that's not my office to film in because it's not exactly the coolest background. But regardless, we'll catch you guys in the next one. See you later.